Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I get narrow stuck in my ass because Cupid decided to pull his tricks. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Alright, Remington, can you feel it? Can you feel what's in the air right now? I mean, because we are in, in Utah, that's just inversion. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just it's horrible. Being, yeah, just smog being kept in by uh, the surrounding mountains. Yeah, and the um, fact that people leave their cars running constantly. Yeah, Truly, yeah. like, what is in the air right now is not love, but horrible, horrible pollution, and we are dying and suffering because of it. So, uh, happy so, Valentine's some, sometimes, Day. Sometimes I check the weather, right? Right. And instead of sunny or cloudy, uh, the only result that pops up, and this is true, is just unsafe uh, air conditions. Yeah, and you walk if you have to leave and your girlfriend isn't around to give you a lift. So, really, yeah, it's true, Rem, it's true. I, I do like the public transportation things. I'm going to die. Yeah, like, you're on the fast track to some <laughs> cancer right now. <laughs> like, if some horrible, horrible disease starts to affect your entire system, we didn't know what the cause will be. Yeah, it, it, it's true, 100%. Uh, anyway... Uh, enough. What? What? what it's, I, I also imagine Valentine's. I, I guess maybe love is in the air. I mean, in theory, it could be, but I'm just more upset about the like the state of our climate. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really just. <laughs> you know? You know what we love? Uh, the the fucking planet we're on. Maybe we should start treating. It well. <laughs> yeah, this Valentine's Day. Uh, do something good for the planet. Uh, because most of you are single, anyways. <laughs> The, 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 this whole episode, we're not reviewing anime. It's just a PSA. That's yeah, it. it's just a. This is our Go Green Earth Day episode. Even though Earth Day is like <laughs> months away, when is Earth Day, anyways? I don't even. God damn it, Sean! All right, guess the month without looking it up, Sean. Guess the month. Guess the month. Uh, At least to the month. March. April. You son of a bitch. I was one off. I was one off. My God, what a fucking amateur. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I figured that Remington, since it was a day of love and romance and apparently environmental awareness, that, uh, you know, we should do something a bit on the romantic side of things. Because uh, as it turns out, there are a lot of romance anime, most of which are not very good. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that, that, is a, that is a true fact. Uh, so with that in mind, I have curated a, a couple of lovely romance anime and i figured that rather than you know because every healthy relationship is about compromise right rem you gotta you gotta compromise like on like mundane things to you know so that you're not getting high strung about the minor details you know sure so i figured the best compromise i can make in choosing a romance anime to represent this year's valentine's day special would be to fling it on to you and have you choose for me perfect <laughs> What what the listeners don't know is that you just straight up forgot that it was the Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Look, there's. It's not that I forgot. It was more that I thought that this was going to be our anniversary episode. But no, that's next week, and I just time is a flat circle and I have lost all sense of what is relative. Uh, so yeah, no, no, uh, no, this is planned from the beginning. Uh, speaking of which I should really call my girlfriend and figure out, uh, if we're doing anything for Valentine's day, that's probably the next thing on the list I should figure out. <laughs> the, the only thing you had on your calendar was, was, was just anniversary of anime out of context which once again, everybody will be next week. Uh, that's all you had on your calendar for February. And now you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Oh, no. I swear I'm an okay boyfriend. I'm not going to say I'm an amazing boyfriend. I'm just going to say I'm an okay boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> so with that in mind, Remington, I, I did uh, quickly uh, throw together a handful of our some of our most requested romance anime. And I, picked, I cherry-picked two from the list. And I okay, want you to choose right. between the two. Okay. Um, one of them is probably one of the highest-rated romance anime uh, we could ever cover. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, and uh, has been has even won awards actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it won uh, the. I mean, then again, JoJo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure also won awards, so like maybe. Well, the manga did. The anime uh, is a different story. <laughs> okay. Like that. That. That's that. Those are two different animals, my my guy. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, one anime actually won the 2016 uh, Sugoi Japan Awards uh, for the anime division. Uh, so like that's an actual award that this anime has worn, and loads. Uh, of Ah people... yes, one I am intimately familiar with. Oh uh, yeah. D- quick, quick question. Do you know what sugoi means? Rad as hell. I mean, basically, like sugoi is like amazing, superb, uh, fantastic. So it's literally just the amazing award. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, and you know what? That's that's pretty solid. Uh, heavily, heavily requested as well. And the other one is what I would say very relatable to most of our audience that are both adults and otaku and weebs. To everybody. All right. So the, that the, the second one is sad is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to for... read between the lines, it's about a sad, lonely neat. <laughs> Who, like, maybe it's a love story between them and their waifu. Oh, God. Okay, that... mm, No, Ram, I actually meant this in a nice, wholesome way this time. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so I mean... Yeah, so did I. Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What I meant was the the second option is a a romance uh, specifically catered to uh, uh, nerds and otaku specifically. All right, well, I mean... So it feels like you've given me a false choice, uh, because <laughs> you're basically like, "Hey, um, one is one of the best things ever. The other one is for weeps." <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, it, there's not debate. Like that, everyone knows which one of those options I'm gonna choose. You're gonna choose. You're gonna choose uh, the, the weeb one, right? You're curious Get the to see. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you want to see how these. These uh, weebs do to romance. Um, usually they don't. <laughs> Believe it or not, Rem, some of us actually are in relationships. Uh, you're talking to one right now. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, You've met her. She's not a figment of my imagination this time, I swear. I have not seen her bank account to see any suspicious transactions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
I'm obviously I'm I'm obviously just choosing the good one. Okay. Final answer? I mean, ob- yes, uh, clearly. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's get into it. So the one that you didn't choose, Rem, was simply uh, a lovely little anime called um, Otakoi. Uh, Otakoi ni koi... No, excuse me. Uh, I started mixing the English and Japanese uh, one, which is not the way to go about it. Uh, but just a simple English title for that one would have been uh, Otakoi Love is Hard for Otaku. And it's literally just an anime about two adult otaku who decide to start dating and their relationships. It's pretty big. Yeah, no, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that enough. <laughs> As in me, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah of course. All right. Okay, Obviously. Cool. cool, cool. But they're adults this time, which is a, which is a nice twist, I would say. Is, wait, is the implication that you are not an adult? No, no, no. Rem. <laughs> Rem, no. The implication is, is most of the romance anime we cover are about kids in, like, middle school to high school age. Okay, gotcha. All right, understood. Cool. Uh, and so, instead, you have chosen the um, high, one of the highest-rated uh, romance anime, winner of a fantastic award. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, Rem. Uh, I never said it was good. I said it was highly rated. What the fuck is this bull? What the fuck is this bullshit? So, Ram, you have decided to do a revisit episode this time, which is very interesting. No! Uh, and, no! Uh, quite frankly, I'm amazed you chose this one because I figured it would have been too obvious of a honeypot, but you here we are. A bitch! Here we are. <laughs> so, today, Remington, we are going to try and finish. That's right. <laughs> finish. Uh,. Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso, and I don't know if you, that name sounds familiar to you at all, uh, but the English translation of this anime that we are going to finish is Your Lie in April. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you oh, fell for shit. my honeypot, Rem. <laughs> oh, no. I laid no, it I so... I called ex- it out. I called it out as being, like, obvious. But it was, oh, shit. It was one of the most obvious traps I could have given you, Rem. I never said it was good. And if I did, it was a slip of the fucking tongue. Because... Oh, my God. Because it's got to be said, Rem, we've gotten a lot of requests to finish it because ever since... Because I, I will say, we still get occasionally get angry emails from people who listen to our original episode on this anime and saying, well, you have to finish it. You have to finish it. That's the whole point. If you don't finish it, then it's not... It's not going to make as much sense in hindsight. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I will leave it to Rem to decide his fate in the future. Uh, so with that in mind, Rem, tell me, what do you remember from your life in April? All right. So I remember that one of like the single worst traits about it was that um, I can't remember which one of them. I think it was the girl because it, it's about it's about music, right? Right. Um, no, wait, I think it was the guy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is just, is just Kirito. Um, he's just the single best ever, oh my god. Even as a ten-year-old, he was better than everybody else in the actual world. Um, they had a bunch of bullshit being, with, with both of the main characters being like, oh, they're obviously the best. Oh, but they're screwed out of a victory for no reason. Oh, man. Um... Then I remember there there was some bit about uh towards towards the end there there was some bit with like his abusive mom or something. Yep. 
who they tried to present as like, oh, it's so like bittersweet. Oh, but like it was actually just sort of fucked. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Then then she went to like the hospital and I was like, come on, do something crazy. Um, But she was fine. Uh, the mom or the girl? You got to be more. Oh, uh, the girl, the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah the girl. Yeah, because the, the mom went to the hospital and fucking died. <laughs> yeah, but I don't give a shit about them. I don't give a shit about any of them, to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember this being so wildly, wildly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, basically, you've more or less uh, nailed it because uh, it is about our main character. Our, technically, our two main characters, they say, but really, it's just it's just the main boy, uh, Kosei yeah. Arima, uh, who was a young piano prodigy, as it were. And uh, was very uh, popular and famous in the piano scene. Uh, And then his mom died and he refused to play piano ever again. uh, Because he blames himself for his mother's death. Blah, 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 blah. And then one day he meets um, the the heroine of the story, uh, Kaori Miyazono. And uh, she basically pesters him into getting back into music and... Uh, him confronting his uh, locked away emotions because he does secretly still love music even though if he can't force himself to believe it. And it's just the the little story of uh, the, you know, the music and the romance and the uh, competition and whatnot. And it, it, it was it was Kirito meets Magic Pixie Dream Girl. Yes, exactly. And yeah. uh, and as you recall, uh, yes, near the end of where we left off, because I think we've made it about halfway through uh, the series, because I, I distinctly remember thinking to myself, if I don't force him to watch a shit ton of this, when we do eventually come back to it, because people will request us to come back to it, uh, we're gonna get a lot of shit. So I figured if I gave you the biggest dose possible at once, it'll make coming back to it a lot easier. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I just pulled up my, my notes, uh, for you. Apparently we watched 13 fucking episodes of it. Yep. Um, yep, that's about that sounds about right. And hey, oh look at God. it this way: since we're finishing it, you only need to watch uh, nine more episodes. Oh fuck! Oh shit! And yeah, and uh, where we did leave off was, uh, if I recall correctly, I think he confirmed, uh, like he finally decided to let go of a good chunk of his trauma. Uh, and then we find out Kaori's in the hospital, but it seems like she's fine for the most part. Or is she? Hard to say. And one of the big mysteries of the story is what the lie in April was uh, near the beginning of the story. And I, I oh man, I can't remember exactly, because I had a prediction. I remember I had a prediction. Right. Um, I think it was something that like maybe, maybe she has a terminal illness or something. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been my prediction. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that is what you predicted actually. That it that sounds I might be wrong, but I think that was my prediction. So let's see if I'm I'm right cuz it still feels very apt like Manic Pixie Dream Girl, oh, she's just trying to live her last and then it would fit perfectly with this genre to be like, "Oh, but now at the end she's going to die. How tragic and sad and unexpected." Like, yeah. Wow. And uh essentially one of our biggest criticisms that we've gotten in emails was like, oh, but Rem has to learn what the lie is, and that'll change everything for him. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, let, let, let's see. You know what? Um, I, once, as always, I will keep my mind open, right? right. Uh, because at, 
people people might think that I'm I'm like super stuck in my ways. I'm I'm a very open-minded fella. I am always willing to change my opinion. Um now it's rare, but it's it, the reason why me changing my opinion especially radically is rare isn't because uh it be isn't because it's not possible. It's because I especially in the context of this podcast, I usually shape my opinion very critically, right? Very uh with with I, I take a bunch of notes and I put it all together uh, very deliberately. So these it's not just like a happenstance women fancy opinion. It's it's like an established thought about opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm willing. It who knows maybe once I see the secret I'll be like oh man turns out it's a good show and not trash. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also I, I I don't think it was like the worst show ever. I think it was like a solid like four out of ten. Or something like that. Like, it had a lot of interesting stuff. It was... I remember it being beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, it was stunning to look at. Um, but it just felt emotionally exploitative and manipulative rather than, like, thoughtful and well done. Which uh, is where we got a lot of our angry emails. Uh, yeah, well... But yeah, and uh, just before we jump into it, just uh, as a little reminder of the uh, characters surrounding... Uh, so, you've, of course, you got the main character, uh, Kosei and Kaori. Uh, but then you've got uh, Kosei's childhood friends, uh, Subaki, who's, you know, the uh, childhood friend who has a crush on Kosei, you know, for all the time, but won't admit it because, you know, that trope is always great and everybody loves to see it. Yeah. Uh, as well as... Um, if I remember, like, I, I feel like she just wasn't... Like, I I can't remember them doing anything meaningful with, with that character. Yeah. Uh, there, there are some interactions, and I think most of their, like, clutch interactions happen in the latter half. And then, of course, uh, his other best friend, uh, Ryota Watari, who is, uh, dating Kaori currently. And he's sure. kind of like the playboy best friend type character. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are what Mal has listed as the main characters. Uh, but really, you and I both know that the main characters are the two that are on the cover. Even- yeah, like, I, I, if I remember correctly, and I could be confusing this with something else, but I... Because it is a common opinion of mine, uh, was that I wanted more from the ensemble cast. I I didn't. I wanted much much less of uh, of Kosei. Yes, that is accurate. Uh, with the exception of uh, Kosei's rivals, which, uh, if you recall, there were ju- two rivals that uh, compared all of their performances and based their entire oh performances on... Yeah, uh, like, he, he shaped their entire fucking lives moving forward. And there was one character who he was, like, I don't know, he was, like, some asshole or something. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, he, like, watches Kosei play again, and he's like, actually, I am no longer an asshole. And, oh, my God. Oh, I'm already... I am... I am tilting myself with the faint memories of this show, dude. <laughs> I am already tilted. I mean, Rem, I gave you an out. Oh, fuck. You fucking... You knew what I would do. And I, I saw what was happening. I was like, he clearly just wants me to choose this one. Uh, But then I did it. I did it anyway. Yeah, I he did it anyway, which is amazing. Like, I would have been fine doing an episode on, on Otakoi because I quite like the show. Uh... And it's uh, pretty enjoyable for me, and it's nice to see adults in a relationship and not a lot of will-they-won't-they bullshit, because the show starts with them getting in the relationship and everything after that. Like, Otakoi is quite enjoyable in that regards. It's not complex, and it's got a lot of anime references, uh, but I, it, it would have been a nice little break for me. Uh, but no, no, I, you, 
I I laid a delicious trap, and you stuck your you you went both hands into this trap, thinking, oh boy, <laughs> gonna get me a treat for this Valentine's Day. But no, Remington. The truth about Valentine's Day and any relationship is you have to know when your partner is playing you for a fool. It's <laughs> the number one thing to know. Yeah, <laughs> no, if Kaguya-sama has taught me anything, uh, love is war. And hey, buddy, I love you, I really do. But you lost this battle big time, bud. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's get into it, you son of a bitch. Let's All go right, watch. so without further ado, let's go and finish your lie in April. I'm, I'm obviously I'm, I'm obviously just choosing the good one. Uh, I never said it was good. What the fuck is this bullshit? So, so today, Remington, we are going to finish. That's right. <laughs> finish your lie in April. It changed my opinion. I'm talking about how it's one of my favorite shows. Wow, the the beauty of of its visuals are only matched by the beauty of of its its interpersonal emotion. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the remaining nine episodes of Your Lie in April. And Remington, now that you've consumed the entire series at the heavy request of many people uh, who listen to our show, has your opinion truly changed as much as uh, people seem to think it would have? Sean, it, it is interesting to note, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you're well aware, yeah. But out of all of the revisits we've done, obviously just statistically the vast majority of them have have been about anime I don't like because as it turns out I don't love a lot of anime. Right. Uh, but uh and and there's never been a revisit where I have evaluated the anime more favorably. Um like it's gone from good to still good. It's gone from good to not good, but it has never gone from not good to good, right? We're all for about new experiences here. So, Rem, did that change this time? God, no, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. I, I just wanted to give the historical context in which this experience also remains. We have yet to have that white whale of, of me being like, oh, you know what? I was wrong. This show is much better than I thought. Uh, yet to have that moment. Maybe one day. Um, but, I guess the closest is, like, uh, My Hero Waka. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, we, we've, we've yet to reach that white whale. <laughs> oh, man, here I thought that our Valentine's Day special would be a story of love and romance. Uh, like, this is supposed to be. Did, is did this not uh, cut the mustard in that particular regard there, Rem? Uh, no, no, the mustard is very uncut. Uh, we have some uncircumcised mustard here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I hated that phrase as it came out of my mouth. I... <laughs> no, no, it's definitely staying in the podcast, that's for certain. Uh, and oh, I, it explains fuck. why the colonel was so mad in oh. our last game of Cluedo. <laughs> so, uh, I, I... As, as per usual with with my with these revisits, I, I to review, I tend to just go back and listen to whatever I said about it in the first podcast we did about it, right? Right. Uh, and first of all, goddamn, I have good takes. But second of all, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's so modest too. I know <laughs> one of my better features. Uh, but 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 going back, I I outlined a few things. Also, apparently, I I learned. 
you apparently spoiled something very mildly for me at the end that was censored out, and I have no idea what it was. Um, it wasn't anything major, but apparently there was some very minor spoiler that you gave me. Uh, uh, I didn't I, if like I recall it. correctly, I think it was you asking me how on the money you are with a particular. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and we'll, we'll I, get to. And I re- and we censored my response primarily for the sake of uh, uh, people watching who still wanted to go and watch the show for themselves. Yep. Uh, and hey, it, we are uh, we're going to spoil everything here. So yep. presumably you've listened to the first part of the podcast. Um, if if you're still interested in watching the show but still haven't. Everything's going to be spoiled. Everything, including the massive <clears throat> twist of the series that uh, people really oh, wanted us boy. to get to. Oh, boy, do I have commentary. <laughs> uh, but in, in in our first episode we did on Your Lie in April, I said there were three major flaws. First, I said the universal adoration of Kosei to the ridiculous degree. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that still exists. That That's very prominent. Two... Mm-hmm. Uh, the romance between Kosei and Kaori, uh, how shit it is and to the detriment of any other interpersonal relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. still very much so. Uh, slightly lesser, uh, but then slightly more. It, it, it ebbs and flows. And then three, my third major flaw was anything having to do with any of the PTSD, uh, mm. which was horrendously handled. Uh, we got significantly less of that, so I guess... Just by nature of it being less relevant, that's one out of three improvement, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like I had a decent stopping point last time we covered this series. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so let's jump in. Uh, I I probably won't feel the need to go into as much depth as we did on the first episode of it, but I will cover major story beats, major themes. Um, Episode 14... Uh, we, we get an episode that focuses a lot more on Supaki. Oh, yeah. Bringing back that pronunciation. Oh, um, God. Still not pronouncing it right. We, we... <laughs> it's not that fucked. hard, Rem. I forgot that you had such a hard time pronouncing it <laughs> until you just uttered it right in here and now. I was... Like, ah, this will be a nice and easy episode because, you know, it's something we've already covered. There's no way I could be annoyed by it. But nope, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so there's strong emphasis, which if you remember, in, in the first episode we did on Your Line April, I said Tsubaki should be the main character. Um, now, she does become worse because she becomes a more important character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the monkey's hand curls, right? Uh, m- monkey's boy curls down another finger and it's like, oh yes, she will become more important, but she will also become worse of a character. Still much better than Kosei and Kaori, the two main characters, right? Mm. Uh, definitely still better than them and more interesting than them, but much worse to where she was. Uh, which means that, like, by process of elimination, the new number one character, it has to be, uh, Watari? Watari. Um, by, by the fact that I struggle to remember his name, he's not super relevant at all. But Rem, he's uh, listed as one of the four main characters. Yeah, he's just sort of pointless. Um, which is unfortunate, because I, I don't know if you remember, but there was an episode that we covered in the first batch of 13 episodes. There's a, a beautiful moment where, like, Watari, he was, like, talking everybody up after, like, failure or whatever, um, and being a nice inspiration. And then he went and cried in the bathroom, right? 
Right. Uh, and it was one of my favorite moments in that batch of 13 episodes. And I was like, I wish we could see more. We still do not. That is the <laughs> only moment of, of like, proper depth that Watari is given. The rest of the time, they say, fuck Watari. And keep that in mind. Because, boy, will we revisit that theme later. Uh be because they do him dirty in more ways than just ignoring him completely. What little we see of him is great stuff. But uh <laughs> so we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um so uh we 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 get to see Kauri at the hospital because uh the, we we left off and it was like, "Oh, why isn't she there?" and Kosei very awkwardly performed at a violin gala just the accompaniment yeah. which Real stupid moment. And, like, Kauri uh, addresses this. Uh, we, we see Kauri, and she's like, hey, it was real dumb to, like, <laughs> to, to perform just the accompaniment at a violin gala. Um, but, like, you, the show acknowledging it doesn't make it better, because, like, why did it's still, yeah, it's really dumb, and it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> you chose to write this. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Subaki... Uh, it's conflicted about, does she like the, the jock who she's always had a crush on? Uh, who, who knows what his name is? It really doesn't matter. Uh, but he's, he's baseball boy. So is she in love with baseball boy or, uh, does she like Kosei? And her best friend is like, well, you're obviously in love with Kosei, but whatever. Uh, and like on her dates with baseball boy, she only talks about Kosei and she eventually realizes like, oh, yeah, this ain't great. And Baseball Boy is actually the one to break up with her. Uh, and he handles it generally tactfully. Um, not perfectly, but what can you expect? Um, we also get some flashbacks of Subaki and Kosei's, uh, like, childhood growing up together, right? Um, and, th and there's one, like, major theme that Subaki um, would, would polish mud balls, right, into something beautiful. And she would make two of them and wait for Kosei to finish practicing music before giving them to him. And it's implied that there were, like, multiple occasions where she just wasn't able to give them to him, right? Uh, and then we, we see later, like, the, by the time she does get into him, they end up breaking. Uh, and really, you know, the mud ball is just a, a metaphor for her relationship with Kosei in that she's she's the only one putting any effort. She's the one polishing it into anything at all. Uh, but it's still real shit. It's still just dirt. Uh, and that's just been their history all along. Uh... And so, Tsubaki's arc should be realizing, huh, maybe me always doting on Kosei, right? Maybe me always doing everything for him and dedicating my life to Kosei isn't healthy, and I should actually, like, dedicate it to myself a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense That to me. is not, yeah, that is not at all the direction they go. Um, in fact, the direction they decide to go is, yeah, dote on Kosei. That's the right move. <laughs> do do more of that. This do, thing that's do more making of this. you unhappy, do yeah. more of it. <laughs> yeah, this this thing that is actively harming your mental health, causing you a lot of stress, stress and providing you little to nothing in return. Uh, yes, engage further, actually. Um, fuck boundary setting, am I right, guys? Uh, which ain't great. Uh, and, and like Kosei... He decides that he's going to do a fancy music school, but that will be that will mean him moving away, which Subaki is very sad about, right? Um, and uh, at one point, they're sort of like reunited because of Subaki's friend lying, and they they talk on the beach. But eventually, 
uh, Tsubiki ends up running and crying and and just to escape the situation. Real, real rough and emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like, yeah. Almost as rough uh, and emotional as that pronunciation of her name. Hey! <laughs> also, uh, both in this episode and in many others, we continue with that shitty pervert trope I railed against the first time we covered it, where there's like three to five more occasions where Kosei does nothing and, and a girl is like, you're such a pervert, Kosei! Uh, which is still uh, terrible and lazy and dumb trope. But so. wait, Ren, there are only nine episodes left. Yeah, it happens way more than it should. <laughs> it happens. I don't know why they keep <laughs> leaning on this. Because it's never funny or interesting. It's just lazy as fuck. Anyway, uh, bro- episode 15, we, we continue more of the same, right? Uh, it, it's I've already covered quite a bit of, of what we've already discussed. But then... Uh, Kosei gets pranked by a young girl before she faints. Or no, she falls out of a tree and he Dies. takes her home <laughs> where his she yep. recognizes his aunt. I think it's his aunt, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and asks to be a student of hers. But also it turns out she is shonen rival... Uh, I, I don't remember his name. He's just Shonen Rival. He's just... Uh, yes, that would be a Takeshi or Aiza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is his sister and has, like, malicious plans towards Kosei, um, but also just wants to learn to be better. I don't know, man. It's real weird to introduce it this suddenly and in this way. We're episode 15 right now, and we're introducing an entirely new storyline. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, they have to... Like, there are only 22 episodes in the series, so you got to make sure that you have enough characters to round out uh, that whole pr- runtime. Oh, and God forbid giving Watari any any runtime. Nah, nah, we don't give a uh. shit about Watari. He's our fourth <laughs> main character, therefore he shall remain their fourth in the background. For, yeah, for, fourth main character, which means that any other side character is actually more important than him. <laughs> um, a- anytime he's on screen, he's doing good stuff. He's the most sympathetic character. He's the only good friend. (laughs) He's the only one capable of healthy relationships in this entire fucking show. And they're like, yeah, we can't have that. Um, clearly. So, uh, uh, let's see. Miscellaneous drama that doesn't matter. Uh, I don't understand where they're going with Nagi, who's the young girl. uh, At this stage, at least. Uh, and we end the episode with, uh, Kaori. She's walking around at the hospital, but then she loses feeling in her legs and collapses. Uh, so moving on to episode 16, uh, we, we continue where we left off mostly. So Nagi is still having malicious thoughts until a drawing from the aunt's daughter sort of turns her into a good person. It's a weird moment. Like Nagi is being an asshole, but then she sees a drawing that the, the little, little, uh, I I guess cousin, uh, Kosei's cousin, yeah, they're, uh, they're not actually related, by the way. Uh, they're ju- It's just a family friend who also happens to be good at piano. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, um, but they they basically have that kind of relationship. So if you want to keep okay. calling them related, I won't stop you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, the, the little girl, uh, she shows Nagi a drawing, and it's of all of them, including, like, Kosei and Nagi. And Nagi's like, oh, I guess I won't be an asshole anymore? But, like, I don't know, man. Like, your character just started. <laughs> you were just introduced. 
you are a total mischievous asshole. And then you see a drawing and you're like, actually, that's not me anymore. Oh, okay. Sure. Hey, I Very mean, sudden. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's how that's how the story of the Buddha's enlightenment went. He just went to a tree one day and suddenly he was good, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was just like, you know what? Nah, man, not for me. Um, so yeah, real weird moments. Uh, there, there's a scene with like Kosei and Kauri, uh, nothing too notable there. Um, as Nagi is getting trained by Kosei, um, there, there's some tension, then they chat about it. Uh, and then Kosei is like, actually, I want to perform with you for your school performance. And I'm not sure it like, it seems they, they see, they go to a different school, right? Because presumably Nagi goes to like the school her brother is at, which isn't the same school. I'm pretty sure. It's not. Okay, cool. So yeah. So Kosei's just like, yeah, I want to perform with you at this other school. Um, and, uh, oh wait, no, that's in episode 17. Sorry. This whole plot. I can't believe it, you're it, mixing up your plot lines. I only had you watch nine episodes. Oh Yeah. Um, but, uh, after Kosei and, uh, Nagi talk a little bit, Nagi, um, starts crushing on Kosei because of course she does. And at first I was like, it it was a little bit ambiguous and I was like, is that what the direction it's going? Yeah. 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 Not in like a super meaningful way, but of course, a fucking course. (laughs) Uh, you you can't have Kirito without every girl in love with him. (laughs) Uh, it's, uh, why, why do you have to be so lazy? <laughs> God, imagine how good of a show this would be if it put in the effort. Uh, but no, it's, it's like, ah, uh, tvtropes.com. What are the most stereotypical anime things we can do? That's it, baby. Nothing more. But Rev, uh, it's, it's like, very pretty. It's very pretty. <laughs> it is. It is. The show is probably better on mute. Uh, (laughs) Which is sort of damning in a show about music and human relationships. But what what can I say, man? Uh, So, uh, Kosei uh, visits Kaori late one night. And she's like, hey, want to commit double suicide together? And that's the end of episode 16. But then the start of episode 17, she's like, Haha, just kidding though. Um, it's not a very funny joke, Ram. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this episode, you get more stuff between Kosei and Kaori. All of their interactions basically boil down to like being awkward and, uh, and, and then Kaori abusing him and being like, you should practice more. And that's basically it. Uh, anyway. Kosei is like, hey, Nagi, I want to perform with you for your school performance. Um, so Nagi's like, oh, my God, that means I need to, like, really pick up my game. She starts working really hard, but she gets overwhelmed. So at one point, uh, I will continue labeling her as the ant. Um, yep. It's just easier that way. The ant comforts Nagi, um, and shortly after comforting her, um, puts her in a sleeper hold and calls her flat-chested, um, which is a hell of a, st- a strategy to just choke out a child and call them a flat-chested bitch. Like, that is... I mean, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, I suppose. <laughs> How children else are you are gonna come for you? children? Yeah, you just gotta... You gotta <laughs> sexually <laughs> insult them as well as, like, physically assault them. You know, you just gotta do the yeah. whole the whole nine. And, and some might think, Remington, surely that's not what happened. It's basically what happened, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it, with very little exaggeration, it is in fact what happened. Uh, so they go to uh, the the little school festival and they get ready to perform. Episode eighteen, they start performing. Um, and and you know we haven't had a performance so far in in this batch of episodes, so this is the first proper performance. And oh man, you know what I didn't miss that happens in this moment? What? As Kose is, it, it gets on stage with her. Um, in a school that's not even his. Every person in the audience, holy shit, is that Kosei? Wow, it's Kosei. The, he's a prodigy kid, and now he's here performing for us? That's Kosei. Oh, fuck, I hate. Did not, the, did not miss the, that trope. And it's the second time that that's happened in this series, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I think it's the third or fourth. Yeah. Listening through uh, the first episode we did on it, Every time I railed hard against it and compared it every time to, and then everyone clapped. Because once again, that's what it feels like. Guys, you can have an ounce of subtlety and depth in this show. I, it's, it, like, it'll be okay. It will be all right. Like, all you needed was, like, a reaction shot from her shonen brother, right? Um, and, and that would be fine. We'd be, that, that, that's all we need. But no, everybody in the auditorium is freaking out. Um, and then they start playing, right? And then Kosei turns into an asshole, but they frame it as if he's doing something nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, so man, it's like, can't hey. can't be that. That can't be true. Sure. So it's like, hey, I know how, like, super important this is, especially because, like, you're the headlining act of the entire festival, right? Um, and I'll perform with you uh, as, as an act of goodwill, and we'll practice really hard so that you can get good. And then during performance, motherfucker goes off book. <laughs> motherfucker just starts like improving and doing shit they didn't practice. Wow. And it's like she's able to to keep up, and and they're like, wow, see, it's just making her better. He's just so good. But no, like that's sort of fucked up, especially because like she had a mental breakdown. <laughs> before this and now you're just saying ah fucker this is my time to shine did you hear those murmurings in the audience they weren't for this bitch they were for me <laughs> like, what the fuck well rem clearly what you missed is that the whole point of that was uh kosei was trying to motivate her to be better than him you know that was that was the point you do that during practice <laughs> that's what practice is for you don't say, hey, how's your improv, huh? Is it good? Have we tested your improv at all? Because we're about to in front of all of your peers. It's like, no, that's not okay. And just because it like, oh, it happens to turn out well, don't fucking do this, all right? It's not okay in the slightest. Uh, really messed up. Really, really messed up. Uh, so they they still perform amazingly, right? They they do just absolutely tremendous. And uh, there's a theme that he that Kosei heard from Kaori, and now he's telling Tanagi that it's important to play for someone else, right? Um, which is bullshit. <laughs> um, and it touches on one of the single most frustrating things about this show for me. Oh. And it is one of the core themes is relying on others, right? And how, how valuable others are, which is solid theme, right? Towards the end, we'll get to like a, a grand 
finale where, where Kosei's playing and he just thinks how he's been influenced by all the people in his life. Real solid stuff right there. But that's not precisely the message of the show, right? That's the message the show is trying to convey. But what it also conveys is that you need to be, you can never do anything for yourself while also having characters always be doing things wildly selfishly, right? They, they're like, oh yeah, you need others, but also fuck other people. It's a very weird, and you know, I have a very specific comparison I'm about to make, Sean. Right. Because uh, it's to a video game that also has these themes of, of uh, yeah, you need each other, but also be a selfish asshole. And it's one we played together. Uh, also got plenty of awards. Absolutely breathtaking in its scope. It's It Takes Two. Oh, uh, oh, you're bringing this into that. That I was not expecting <laughs> this. Uh, we had some uh, things Sean and to I, say about it. Yeah, Sean two. and I played uh, what for many was the, the game of the year of yeah. 2021. Uh, it Takes Two. And we, we had fun with it, but we both agreed that, a, like, to... to Ignore our critiques of the actual, like, gameplay and that stuff, which we had quite a few uh, often. Uh, the actual idea and the concept of it was horrendously done. Uh, it's all about two, uh, two parents are getting divorced and then their daughter wishes that they would get back together. So they end up shrinking and have to go on adventures. And initially their goal is to make their daughter cry. Um, and they do a bunch of horrendous shit. They do a lot of really fucked up stuff that is just not acknowledged as fucked up stuff. And the message is like, look, they need to, to realize how important they are to, to each other. Right. But instead it's wow. These two are really selfish assholes. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, I feel like there are parallels here where it's not like, wow, look at how everyone's just helping each other out. It's wow. Our main two characters, Kose and Kauri are not good people. Are they? Um, uh, and they're, they're, weirdly, there's another theme from It Takes Two that also matches in Your Lie in April. Right? Really? And it is the theme of never move on from anything. Mm. Um, which, which, Sean and I, we, we talked about at length how, like, problematic this theme was, where it was, you, like, you are vilified, in, in It Takes Two, you're vilified for, for how dare you move on from a relationship or move on from uh, even a vacuum cleaner you used all the time. How dare you move on from any memory? How dare you move on from literally anything, right? And Your Lion April has the same message. You cannot and should not move on. Now there's sometimes where this can be a, a nice message, right? Where it's like, hey, what you've learned here, right? The, the values you've received from it, the positive memories, keep those with you. But the show doesn't stop with that message, right? It doesn't stop with keep the valuable always with you. It just says keep everything with you. Keep all of, of the harm and the trauma with you. Keep these these toxic relationships with you uh, and never move on from them. And that's not okay as a message. <laughs> that's really fucked up as a message, actually. Like... It's okay to grow. It's okay to move on and move forward and move past. Uh, all of those things, they tend to be pretty positive. Yeah, we should try to keep all, all of the, the good things that we remember and that people have provided. We should maintain the lessons, especially those hard learned, right? 
But also, it's very important if something is actively harmful or, yes, even if it's just not working out, whether that be a relationship or just a, a device that you're using but you want an upgrade, it's okay to move on. Uh, so it, it's a weird comparison. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, the, the same unintentional flaws of It Takes Two's story show up in your lie in April. Uh, and many people who haven't played It Takes Two, uh, or even many who have, uh, might disagree. But anybody who watched me and Sean play on our Twitch channel, uh, they they will understand our perspective very clearly. Yeah, and I will also say, on the subject of It Takes Two, uh, how the hell was the book not an antagonist? <laughs> it was a fucked up book, my friend. It was a fucked up book. Like, it was, the book was gross and did a lot of nasty things, but like, hey, I'm your guardian angel at the end. And it's like, no, you're not, book. <laughs> That's that works. You're pretty fucked up, all oh, things considered. Uh, and which brings me to the addition of the uh, book character in your line in April. I just feel like it was a strange addition overall. <laughs> yeah, just the Spanish book coming to life. It was a, you know, it was a wild decision. Uh, but yeah, so, so back to your line in April. And to that idea, it's important to play for someone else. That's an option. And often, if you can use that as a motivating force to drive your life forward, perfect, do it. But it's not required. It is okay to engage in art and create art for yourself or for a cause that isn't someone else, but maybe something else or an idea or a principle. Like there's so many other things out there that are also valuable. And I think this puts it in far too narrow a box, especially with how it's demonstrated. Nonetheless, uh, Kosei and Nagi, their performance goes off tremendously. Uh, then Shonen brother is is mad and like, what the fuck? You're performing with my sister. That's real messed up. Uh, are you trying to get with my sister? And then they have some really weird uh, double entendre where Nagi tells her brother, she's like, no, I've been meeting up with... Uh, with, with Kosei having private lessons and he's taught me many valuable things. Um, and it, it like, the goal is, is to make it sound like they're fucking, um, which, mm, yeah, no, that that's not, uh, no. not working for me. No. Nope, that, that is not, not uh, getting any, any chuckles out of, out of me. Once again, lazy, but two, also actively bad. Hmm. Um, so episode 19, we, we see that uh, a doctor telling Kauri that surgery will be super dangerous. Um, uh, but she starts doing physical therapy because she, and decides to, that she'll want to do the surgery uh, because she wants to eventually perform with Kosei again. That, that's her goal. Um, there's some more stuff with uh, Subaki and Kosei. More of the same where Kosei is just a continual asshole and Subaki is hyper-dependent and it's just not a good relationship in any way. Um... Like, and, and here's the thing, like, with your line, April, I like the emotions that it's conveying, right? right? And there are times where it's like, I can feel a semblance of that emotion, and I'm like, yes, I want this to be fostered. I want this, like, yeah, fuck me up a little bit emotionally, please. But it's the equivalent of, of if I were to turn on your favorite song, Sean, right? But every, every like, 8 to 15 seconds at a random interval, uh, we will just have four seconds of scratching a chalkboard. Hmm. And so, like, you start to think, okay, maybe I, I like, I want to vibe with this, but you keep interrupting me with awful decisions. <laughs> and so I can't quite make it there. Uh, let's see, episode 20, we're, we're just continuing on. Uh, episode 20 gets a little bit weird, right? Where It wasn't weird before? Well, it gets weird in a specific way, 
where Kosei wants to visit Kaori, but he doesn't want to do it when Watari is there. Oh, yeah, because which... they're dating. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Sean, if I were like, oh, man, Sean, I, you know, I, I really enjoy hanging out with your girlfriend, right? Yeah. Um, also, as established, apparently, like, it, 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 following this world, Watari knows that Kosei has a crush on Kaori. So, you know that I have a crush on your girlfriend, and I enjoy spending time with your girlfriend. But then I, I tell you, yeah, but I don't... I only want to spend time with her alone. I don't want you to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, you know, putting it that way, um, no. Excuse <laughs> well, me? Excuse me? I, I'm, uh, like, my relationship is very, you know, trusting and wonderful and... Uh, yeah. Like, everything goes great so far. And, like, if my fr girlfriend wants to hang out with other people, that's fine because she's her own person and has her own life. Yeah. But if you say that shit to my face, <laughs> Rem. Yeah, if that's how <laughs> I present things to you, um, no, no, you know what? Um, that, that is not okay. That like, is... if you had just kept quiet, I would have been like, yeah, no, whatever, go hang out. But no, hold on. <laughs> Pump the yeah. brakes there, buddy. Yeah, so it's just really weird and i don't like it uh nonetheless uh we we have kosei he's practicing for like big competition stuff right and uh at one point hanging out with subaki she confesses her feelings for him and then kicks him and runs subaki becomes really violent now um which ain't great so both both of the main girls are violent assholes now Tsubaki is at least the more interesting of the assholes, but she's still an asshole, officially. Um, then, there, there's also a major theme about trying to reach people through what they do best. Uh, and that they will, while usually performing in piano, right, they'll be like, I hope this reaches them, or I want this to reach them. Uh, and, and we saw it a couple times. We saw it with Shonen Bro, we've seen it with Kosei, we've seen it with Kaori, and we even see it with Tsubaki when she's uh, doing baseball stuff, right? And... Once again, this is another, like, not great idea because this show seems to believe that the best way to reach someone is through a grand, romantic, artistic, or sometimes even violent gesture, right? And while those can have their place, uh, while, while a grand romantic gesture or whatever can have its place, that isn't the best way to reach people the vast majority of the time. Most times, it's the mundane, everyday, honest, often uncomfortable reaching out in vulnerability it's that kind of communication that's what reaches people and it, that's also the kind of communication that's almost 100 percent overlooked in the show which ain't great mm. so uh at one point kosei and uh watari go to visit kauri um watari is like yeah come with me stop being an awkward fuck and kosei's like hey watari i like kauri uh which I very specifically remember a scene in the first batch of episodes we did in the last episode uh, where where they already had this conversation, more or less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, treat it as a moment. And, like, Watari's like, I know. And, the uh, like, my, my little headcanon is like, I know. Yeah, we, like, we discussed this already. <laughs> um, but as they go to, to Kauri, a bunch of nurses are rushing towards her. And they, they shut the boys out. Uh, and it, there's an emergency going on. And then as Kosei is, is walking outside, right, clearly shaken, then a cat who has served as 
a very blatant metaphor for Kauri, who multiple times it's like, you, Kauri, you are this cat. This cat is Kauri, um, gets ran over. Um, and he tries to take it to a vet, but they can't fix it. And then he looks down his hands and he has the, he has blood on his hands. Um, all, all in on the melodrama, really. It, it um, <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe we, we analyze, maybe we use our symbolism for depth. And it's like, no, no depth, only melodrama. It's like, cool. All right. Are you sure, Rem, that you're just not upset that they killed a cat on screen? I mean, that, that is pretty fucked up. Cat didn't need to die. Um, <laughs> it, it's yet another example of this show. It has what, what, like in the in the wrestling world, it would be like cheap heat, right? Where it, it's or a cheap pop, and that's the equivalent of you're visiting, and it can apply to any performing situation. But you're performing, right? And uh, say you're performing, and you're like. Oh, yeah, it's real good to be here in St. Louis. Right? And then the crowd goes crazy. Right? Right. Because it's like, yeah, dopamine hit. Look, we're getting acknowledged. And then it's like, yeah, and then this specific niche reference to the city. And it's like, yeah, hell yeah, that's our city. Um, And it's like, yeah, that'll activate the dopamine. Right? But it's not wildly valuable or worthwhile or original or interesting. I think, so you just, like, I think you just demolished the entire concert industry, Rem. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to go to a concert again after this. Holy shit. I mean, shit. hopefully... Well, if the whole show was just that, well, yeah, no, then you wouldn't. So ideally, you need something that is still captivating, right? So I'm okay with sometimes using... Uh, it, or, or just, like, cheap pop scares in horror, right? Um, it, it's like, yeah, those can be used, but if they're the only thing you use, it's a little lazy, right? I also, I also like how you show our hand of us working in the haunted house industry by using pop as opposed to jump scare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Jump scare is what I meant. Yeah, that's, um, that's what all the kids call it these days, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the jump scares. And Your Lie in April is the emotional equivalent of a series of jump scares put together. There's not much suspense building, right? There's not much that it's like, oh shit, no, that that fucked me up, uh, and and was so well thought out. It's just like, oh man, yeah, no, that pangs the heartstrings, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Boom. All right, yeah, I guess that was an emotional impact right there. Sure, but I want the depth there. <laughs> it's like you, I need something more. Otherwise, I'm gonna be like, I I could vaguely, maybe I'll vaguely enjoy my experience with a jump scare fest of a horror film. But at the end, I'm not going to be like, wow, how well done. So you're saying if you if somebody's going to stab you in the heart, you want them to go all the way to the hilt. Yes. Like, you, I, I need something more. And your lie in April, and I'll continue to use this word because it is so true. It is a pretty lazy show. Uh, it's writing. It's tropes. It, it is super safe in all of its decision making. And it it doesn't do much, even in a like super thoughtful way. It's it's always like the easiest answer is the answer they do, and it's just not rewarding or gratifying or nearly as satisfying as it could be. With the exception of the art, the art is not lazy. The art is where all the effort of the entire show came from. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the show exists as a conduit to justify the quality art, um, but. Uh, Kauri ends up in the ICU, right? Um, and, and things are, are rough. Um, Kose is pretty fucked up about it all. He can't practice. Uh, Watari gives Kose a letter, letter from Kauri, um, and she wants him to visit. And so he does. Um, 
And at one point, like, while Kosei's being sad, he's, he says, music always takes people away from me, which isn't even sensible to the show because music has not in any way taken any of the people away from him. No, it's usually uh, illness and death that seems to take people away yeah, from him. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, those are the things. If anything... Music was the thing that brought you closer, except for, like, maybe Subaki, but you are, he is not really thinking about Subaki in this moment. Um, no. So, yeah, it's it, it's just, like, an emotional line that, when you actually think about it, is meaningless. Anyway, Kaori and Kosei meet. They hang out on the snowy roof. Uh, and at one point... Let's see how to... Hmm, how to communicate. I'm going to describe it as magic air violin. She gets up... <laughs> She gets up, starts playing air violin, and he looks over, and a beam of light beams down upon her, and he's it's like, oh my god, she's standing and playing, and it's just beautiful and magical. She's like, see, miracles can happen. Uh, and then she collapses, and they hold each other, and she says she's scared. She's so scared. She's scared to be alone. Um, and then we... All right, so we have that moment, right? Right. And then we immediately cut, cut to her having surgery... And the end of the concert, the end of the competition, which, oh boy, all right. Kind of a jump. Sure. Uh, Would have liked to see, like, Emmy, who is the sort of goth one who we just have hardly seen any of now. Uh, she's played her role. Now she's just around. Uh, and and Shonen Bro, uh, they, they finished performing. They're done. Um, now it is just time for Kosei. Is he going to be able to do it? Um... I, a, a nice moment of Shonen Bro and Emmy. They comfort Kosei, which is nice. Like, even though there's rivals, they're, they care. And it's like, yeah, no, like, these moments, they're the good ones, right? Your Lion April, it really sucks with the big emotional moments, yeah. but it's actually pretty solid with the quiet emotional moments, the subtle emotional moments that are wildly rare, the, the more grounded ones, right? Your Lion April is a melodrama that sucks at melodrama, but it's pretty good at the quiet moments. So why the fuck doesn't it have more? <laughs> well, Rem, I can tell you why. Because, Rem, it's a show about music. It's a show about music. <laughs> and, and to sort of like use a musical analogy, right? Right. The moments where they're humming the music is far better. Just humming the music to one another is far better and more interesting than the moments that they are playing dramatically to a filled crowd. Uh, and I, I mean that both in a literal and figurative sense. Uh, so, uh, they, they comfort Kosei. Meanwhile, uh, as Kosei is about to be up, you know it, there's an audience. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, Kosei's going to be playing soon. I can't wait for Kosei. The whole reason I'm even here to listen is because of Kosei. Oh my God, he's so talented, that Kosei. Every fucking <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, your light April's just fucking we with me at this point. It's like, hey, you know this really stupid thing we did? And it's like, and I'm like, yeah, and it's like, we're gonna do that anytime he goes on stage. And I'm like, maybe a little bit more subtler though, since we've seen it before. It's like, no. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> just as bad every time. If not uh, worse. <laughs> yep. So he plays, and there there is that message of like all right, well, everybody, like, contributed to me being here right now, right? Which is a solid message, once again, recognizing, wow, I'm so grateful for all the people who helped me get here right now. But 
there's two mistakes that this point makes. And it's, like, rough because this is, like, the emotional moment of the show. Right. One, his conclusion is, so I can't let them down, which is not the message. The message should be gratitude, right? Wow. Regardless of how this goes, I I'm going to give it my all. That's what counts. And I'm so grateful they gave me the opportunity to do this. That's what, that's the point. That should be the point. But right. I can't let them down. No, no, that's not the point. <laughs> the point isn't, wow, so if I fuck up, everyone will dis be disappointed and hate me. What? No. <laughs> how was, How did you get that as the message? Um. So that's the first really big misstep. But then it's like, wow, I'm grateful for everybody who got me here. But really, the only one responsible is Cowrie. Um, <laughs> so it's like, ah, fuck. I don't know, man. It's, it, the show is just so fucking dumb. Uh, I, I will give props. The show, it, half of the final episode is this song, right? right? And they make a huge spectacle of it. And I, I admire the fuck out of that. Hell yeah. Go big. Have half an episode. Just be one song. I'm okay with that. I vibe with that. Um, and, and meanwhile, surgery is going on, and uh, as it turns out, uh, surgery didn't turn out well. And guys, you wouldn't believe, Kauri dies. I know! Who, who could have expected from episode, like, three or four <laughs> that, that this would be how it ends? <laughs> who would have known? <laughs> who could have seen the, every emotional beat to her being like, hey... We're going to perform again. I'm going to make it happen. And then it wouldn't happen. Oh, how sad. Who could have predicted as much? Oh, what a, what a shot. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty predictable. Uh, <laughs> and then, meanwhile, the only character we really see grieve is Kosei. Yeah. Everyone else, including Watari, is okay with it, apparently. <laughs> and then, uh, Kosei, he, he gets one posthumous letter. From Kauri, right? Oh, here it comes. That reveals twist backstory and also what the lie in April was. Yep. And let me say, Sean. Yep. This letter. Yep. It turns a show that I'm not vibing with into a terrible show. <laughs> oh, I fucking knew it. Oh, God. This makes the show so much worse. First, uh, let, let's discuss, discuss the sort of like mildly twist background, right? Right. Uh, um, before discussing what the lie is. So th the the twist is that Kauri, at the age of five, yep. went to a concert that Kosei played at and immediately fell in love because absolutely every single person, every single person who ever is interested <laughs> in music, it happened because of Kosei. If you are a Japanese musician, it's because you watched Kosei when he, he exited the womb, he played... Beautiful Moonlight Sonata, better than any other person ever had, and that is how music was born in Japan. Um, so, all right, so already, what the, uh, god damn it. <laughs> Rev, can I just say that when, uh, when you, uh, asked me to, like, confirm or deny your prediction, and Dylan censored it, uh, as soon as I, uh, uh, spoiler alert, guys, uh, I denied his prediction because I believe his prediction was uh, along the lines of uh, the lie was something to do with Cowrie's health or something along those lines. Yeah, which, like, 
no, and and then l later I I started to think maybe the lie is is just like oh we'll play again or something, and I was like oh okay no the lie as you're about to hear is a lot so yeah, much. Yeah. So as soon as I uh like this uh proved uh, his initial theory in the episode, uh it took every fiber of my fucking being not to tell you how it ends because I knew we'd have to come back to it one day, and this is this this. This letter is the moment I've been waiting for, Rem, because every single email we've gotten that has said, "Hey, but you didn't, you didn't get to the end of the series," so which has the most pivotal part in the final bit, and I'm like, "You're right about that." <laughs> yeah, it's like the people who thought this was gonna make me change my mind. It's like, oh, only for the worst, honey, uh, <laughs> because even Cowrie was a pretty bad character, right? She's super self-centered. Uh, actively abusive without any depth. But this makes her even worse than she was because now any characterization she had, it's just the exact same as literally everybody else of, oh yeah, I've actually always loved Kosei and the only reason I care about any music is because Kosei, he birthed music. He's so fucking good. Um, and she's always crushed on him from afar, right? And when she got the diagnosis, she realized she needs to start taking action. And so the lie here, and yep. the lie... So, all right, we, we've, we've decided we've taken a bad character to a worse character. All right, well, now let's take a worse character and make her fucking atrocious, right? Because <laughs> the lie is that she ever liked Watari. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you can't even have that? And, and so this man, right, poor Watari, his girlfriend dies. And then his best friend gets a letter that was like, I never actually liked him. I was just with him to get close to you. Uh, he probably doesn't even care. Fuck him. What the hell? What? <laughs> like, once again, I've already established, and I had this opinion long before this episode, Watari is the only good character, right? He is the only good person, good friend. He is supportive. He is secure. He has his own struggles, but he uplifts his friends in a way that they just don't. Uh, and now for the, the twist to be like, fuck Watari. What the fuck? <laughs> How wildly unnecessary and actively bad. Like, at least if they would have done the lie being... Like, oh, you, like, I, I know I promised that we would perform again, but I guess that was a lie or something like that, right? Like, it, uh, predictable, but uh, that's emotionally resonant at least, right? Mm -hmm. um, but no, this, it's like, yeah, no, a genuinely fucked up and manipulative and unnecessary lie. Because, like, she tries to explain it's the only way to get close to Kosei. No? No. no. Not at all, actually. And she's like, you three were just too close. Well, clearly you didn't have a problem getting close to Atari. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, I, I cannot emphasize how bad that letter is. <laughs> uh, but you're doing a damn good job of it so far. Holy shit. It, it really makes the show that was probably like a four out of 10, right? So it, it's in the thumbs down territory, but it has enough redeeming qualities to only be a subtle thumbs down. No, like, 2.5 to 3 out of 10 now. Like, actively bad. The show is awful. Um, so we we finish up, and w one of the last things we, we learn, and it's a weird thing to learn, 
just is further establishing that Nagi, the little sister, has a crush on Kosei. Don't know why that needed to be established. Uh, and then at the very end, right, uh, Tsubaki goes to comfort Kosei, right? Right. Um, physically abuses him, first of all, because that's all this show knows. And then at the end, it's like, I'm never leaving your side, ever. Mm. Which is the wrong arc for her to have. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> genuinely, the ending episode, half of it is this crazy concert. They go all out on the spectacle. Cool. The other half is all of the girls in the show being like, yeah, Kosei's the only one that matters. Why? <laughs> Fuck this dead girl. Who cares about it's... her? Kosei's fine. I, this show makes me so mad because it could have been a really good show. Oh man, in an yeah. alternate world, I'm here singing its praises, talking about how it's an eight, nine, maybe even like 9.5 out of 10. In an alternate world, I'm talking about how it's one of my favorite shows. Wow, the the beauty of, of its visuals are only matched by the beauty of, of its its interpersonal emotion. Uh, But no, that's not what I'm here to say. It's wildly lazy. Um. It is actively stupid a lot of the time. It falls into every trope um, in the most basic way. It provides almost nothing original, and the only original things it does is how bad it fucks some things up. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is poor representation of love and art, and, and it hurts me. So what you're saying is, Rem, those emails we got were raw. Hey, it changed my opinion. <laughs> just not how they would have thought. Well, Rem, would you would you like some 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 redemption then? A little bit of uh, justification in your thoughts and views. Yeah. Uh, so I said at the beginning of of uh, this episode that we still occasionally get emails saying how we're wrong about this anime and how we just need to finish it. Uh, yep. But the majority of the emails that mention your lie in April after we did our first episode are like, hey, yo, uh, you guys are absolutely right about this show. I just rewatched it, and now everything makes perfect sense to me. So thank you for clarifying. So you know what, Rem? You've done some good in the world. The majority uh, uh, of uh, our emails have been positive about this. It, it is It is a bit crazy, because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I've seen so much of the hate mail. Um, the, the only... Like, I, I don't read the emails that also include recommendations, or, like, sometimes I will, but ignore the recommendations. Uh, but I, I've also noticed there there are a lot of emails that were, like... I even, like, I remember one that was something along the lines of, uh, you know what, actually, uh, Remington makes a lot of good points, and it's, it's so good to have someone finally say it, uh, basically. Something along those lines. Uh, and it's like, yeah, no, I... It's wild to me that it's such a controversial opinion, but it's nice to know that... There is, there is a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, no, this show is overrated as fuck and it fails on a lot of major fronts. With, oh God, I, I was about to say it's most significant failing being the letter at the end, mm -hmm. but I don't know, man, the most significant failing might just be all of Kosei. <laughs> um, you mean the whole thing? Yeah, because it is the Kosei show. Right. Um... Even the one character who you thought was an independent character, not a great character, but, like, the other character. Right. Uh, no, turns out she, she was just a subsidiary of Kosei. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Nothing exists beyond Kosei. And, and Kosei is shit. 
And to further add validation, uh, remember how I said this was award-winning at the top? Yep. Uh, the Sugoi Japan Awards, uh, they're, they're popular poll awards. Oh, of course. Fucking So, course. yeah, no, like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it was literally just what was popular at the time. Look, it's a beautiful show. And even, like, the concept of the show is a real solid concept. So you got concept and visuals. There we go. It falls apart from there. I'm even willing to give it to the soundtrack a little bit. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit. Uh, sure, sure. I, I think that uh, it, it is nice and, and, and worthwhile in, in those regards. Um, I, I don't think it's, like, too special in the soundtrack area, but it's good. Yeah. I still think even there could have been so many interesting ideas. Like, when people are performing, you could have explored more about, like, who they're trying to reach or, like, the reason why they perform. Like, I'm performing for this person or I'm performing for this idea or I'm performing so that I can be the best, or I'm performing from a place of rage, right, and scorn, and all of those could have different results. I definitely think, uh, we, we've saw it, like, twice, I think, where when performing, they were taken to a new environment, right. and man, they could have played with that idea a lot more. Uh, like, there's so many cool ideas that it's like, they open the door for, and they just walk right past, and that's so frustrating to me. All right, I'm going to keep talking shit. I've said everything I need to say, though. All right, then uh, do you care to take a guess at what the mouse score is sitting at for uh, for your line, April? Since Way last too was... fucking high. Well, yes. uh, maybe a little bit lower. Maybe maybe people have started to, like, the hype has died down. But I still think it's going to be, like, an 8.2. So you're saying that we actively had an effect on the anime community at this point is what you're saying? I, I don't think we had an effect, but I, I think that uh, when, when it first came out, everyone's... Just like, oh my god, it's crazy. But then, like, the hype dies down a little bit. People watch it without the hype, and they're like, oh, you know, doesn't quite match up to the hype. Uh, I, I think it's just how a lot of it tends to go. Okay. You know, that would make sense. Uh, unfortunately, um, not a lot of people go back and write reviews on a show that, uh, well, it came out in 2014, for a frame of reference. Um, so, with one million... Uh, 114,000 uh, ratings. Uh, Your Lion April is still sitting nice and pretty at an 8.67. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's currently ranked number 55 on my anime list, and every time I see it, it blows my mind. Uh, guys, guys. Yeah. Once again, it. it I, I get it. There's those emotional beats there, but I don't think they're ever earned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the the jump scare of emotions and just as lazy that's all it is it didn't it didn't deserve it god damn it all right okay all right just know rem that as far as i'm concerned and as far as our community is concerned you're justified everything you've said is accurate but also how could you fall into this obvious honey trap rem could... I I I do feel bad. I blame myself. Um, I I should have known. We could have had a nice simple episode of you making fun of weebs and love, but instead, instead we had to reopen old wounds and explore the complexities, or rather, incomplexities of a very unjustifiably popular series. Uh, so with that in mind, Remington, is there any chance you'd ever want to watch any more of Your Lie in April? Um, un unless they do uh, a, a great 
great change of the entire script and great remake of it all, then God no. I mean, there's a prequel OVA where it's about the three main characters as kids. Uh, can I talk about them as kids for a second? <laughs> we had a lot more flashbacks. We yeah. had a lot more flashbacks. And it's something about the way they draw kids. The animation and, and art is lovely, but mm -hmm. the, the kids are all fucking weird. They do look a bit like alien bobbleheads, don't they? <laughs> it's really fucking weird, dude. Like, I, I, I don't like it. But also, the only thing I'd be willing to watch is just the fucking Watari show. Um, so I'll cut out the two minutes of his stuff that matters, and then we will be done. And it will still be more emotionally resonant. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> well, with that, I guess all that's left to say is thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy Rem breaking down needlessly popular anime to their raw, gross details, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us, and we do read every single one. Uh, and if you'd like to support us more directly, we do have a Twitch channel where we, me and Rem do occasionally play games. Uh, that would be twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext. And if you'd like to support us even more directly than that, you can head on over to patreon.com slash context where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Remington, uh, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, I would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, uh, or, or maybe in this case, Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Yep. But moving on, we reach the Yandere Waifus here, who, uh, in the name of love, continue to uh, physically abuse us and call us a pervert, but we're supposed to think that's cute for some reason. And on that list, we have Alex, Xanax, Yontosaurus Rex, Yandere Neko, y'all help me survive my work week, keep up the good work, you hear? Why Sean? Why Sean? When do we get Seanix Big Bird OnlyFans? Uh, when do you, what do you call the tired anime girl? A uh, Yandere. Ha. Uh, <laughs> walk me home gently, <laughs> Fanny Jordan, Yuliana, totally god. The Don, Susanator, the outro changed, John, please tell me what I need to learn the new rhythm as my current jig is outdated. The nutty musician, biosynthetically dream because birthday conjecturally cough out a straight record, Ritzy 3 buffer. That's what? Uh, All right. <laughs> the I feel like you've activated the a sleeper agent, but that's okay. <laughs> cactus crossed the road because it was stuck to the chicken. That film guy, Sticky Jelly, sorry it was... It took me so long to fix my name, ADHD and all that jazz. Sorry about calling for HGBS. My name didn't update when I wanted to. This is Mechanic Weeb. Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict, Don't Send Help, Send Me More Romance Tropes, Because My Husband Isn't a Romantic is the title of my light novel. Sean, Show Rem Achikochi, or You Will Cringe Every Week, or Dylan Will Get Some Blackmail Material. Sean doesn't want me to tell you how titillated he is by the Toru Dragon Maid White Sword Scarred Boingo. Uh, Sarah Birch, Salty Pretzel, Row Row Fight the Power. Uh... Was Ross Palmer, Rhiannon Williams, Remington Merrill, Remington as Bottom Energy, Ready to be Isekai, No Waifu, No Laifu, New Dem Demon Slayers, Peak Fiction, Sean Please, uh, Navi, My Name is Sean J. Rollins, and I Hate Babies. Uh, Got Mr. my Marshall initial wrong, but nice try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just keep changing out the initial, you get it sometime. Yeah. Mr. Marshmallow Man, Mike Mutilator, Matthew Drum Says, says Sean's a Bitch, Matt, Matt O2 Max, Luke O, Luke Offenberger, Lonely Geek 23, Kazu Morocco, Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Jukumu Jukumu Goku no Sorokere, Kajore Sugyo, no Sugyo Matsu, Unrematsu, Furematsu, Kuneru, Tokoro, Nisumu, Tokoro, Yabaru, Kojinobi. 
Uh, Jax, Jam Hands, Ichigo Sim 15 I want Rem to, Rem to ruin DITF for me. I Rem to enjoy Moe Lolly Girls. I have the power, I could be the hero, I could be the villain. It doesn't really matter, I can make this idiot say anything. I guess you're on Keter duty. I cut VTubers from my life entirely and escaped the rabbit hole. Uh, I, aha, you thought this was another Green Day repeat, but it was me, Dio. Hunter Davies, Hunger Bunger. Uh, hey, yo, slob on my knob, like corn on the cob, then give me head like Rem in bed, do a moan. Uh, hey, Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box. Help, I'm stuck in a Jeep with a high Irish man. Uh, that's just John. Uh, hey. Glenn Michael Dolan, fuck of love, Foxen boy. La First we had Linus Weenus, then Biggest Diggus. Now we have Present Deletus Fetus, brought to you by Gugus Gagus. Uh, Ferdinand the Bull, Farmer Weeb's personality is dead parents. Uh, Fantide, Fallen Ghoul, Extreme Cobra, Epic Amy, Dr. Zorganite. Do you think Kitaga Kitagawa Marin would prefer Corruption of Champions 2 or Trials in Tainted Space? Uh, Data Type, Dark Swarm 713, Dante Soriano, Creed 13, Shy 900, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Brock Hard for Geodudes, Be Like Harry and Don't Fuck Your Sister Unless It's Your Redhead Best Friend's Sister, Bara, Attack on Titan is Overrated and Daddy Dylan is My Waifu, Ariel Bird, Andrew Rawicki, Elise Howard, AJ Honey, and Adam, Adam McLaughlin, and pfft, says Miska as she pretends to laugh. Uh, thank you all so much, but we move on to the Boy Wizard tier over at Hogwarts. Where, uh, everybody, I'm, I'm gonna give you, uh, a cliche, uh, about love or romance, right? And, uh, uh, prob probably a bad one. And, and that's just how you need to live your life now. <laughs> 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 through, uh, through, through whatever, whatever this is. Uh, so we start with, what is love, a vow, a band of gold, an ephemeral state of mind, or an action, perhaps a gift only truly received when reciprocated? Uh, oh, I mean, your name is perfect for it. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal from this good old BuzzFeed list. Good old BuzzFeed. Um, oh, okay. Uh, just the, the, he says, no, this is, this isn't what I want at all. Uh, all right. You'll find love when you're not looking for it. So never look for love ever. Uh, it's just uh. actively harmful. Uh, some, some may say that's not really how that works. Uh, but whatever, that's fine. Warning. We still remember the barrel. Uh, you are going to get that love is all you need. Uh, no, you need more. Like, first of all, to live, but also just to live a fulfilled life. Uh, that, there, there's more to life than purely romantic love. And unless you recognize that, it's going to cause problems. Uh, Tony the Great. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is just that they're not into you. Uh, <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay if that's the reason. But... Trying to come up with grand narratives, it's often often actively detrimental to growth and progress. Thoughts on Black Mirror, the TV show? Uh, it's a great TV show. I love it. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, so just stay away from anybody you love. Uh, I mean, so, sometimes this this can be fine, but usually usually it, it is it just not the case psychologically. Take it from somebody who doesn't get to see his girlfriend as often as he'd like. It, it, it's it, rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, stick meat. Uh, for, for you, stick meat. Uh, you are, are going to get that nice guys finish last. Uh, mm. that's wildly, usually coming from a very entitled perspective. No, people, people like when you are nice and kind to them. Um, doesn't automatically mean they're going to jump on you. That though. doesn't, uh, yeah, it doesn't automatically mean romantic involvement. Uh, but you're not entitled to that. Just be good to people and people will like you more if you are good to them. That is, is just fundamentally true. Uh, Silicon Spectre. You are going to get the sort of corollary that girls always love a bad boy. Uh, which, like, there, there can be some uh, exciting or alluring traits to uh, uh, a bad boy or a bad girl partner, right? 
but you usually it, it it's more complex than that, and it that's just not a great simplification. Uh, Pocket Gamer five one three. Uh, love love at first sight. Uh, boom right there. Vastly in love. There you go. Uh, the next person you see, Pocket Gamer, fall in love with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that that definitely can't be a problem. Uh, yeah. This is this is why we have a disclaimer at the front of our podcast, by the way, y'all. <laughs> uh, PL Mayor, uh, you are going to get, when you find the one, you'll know. You'll just know. Uh, it doesn't work like that in the vast majority of cases. Uh, people are complex and ever-changing, and so are interpersonal relationships. Uh, Odinafish, uh, uh, you are going to get, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that romantic love is, is, is in a vastly different category than any other kind of love. Uh, I, I, I think that it can, it has some differences, but those differences largely depend on the person providing it. Um, I, I don't think there's anything inherent and universal that makes romantic love different. Uh, except for you. For you, it is. You are going to get that, hey, you can't buy love, all right? Well, uh, so never spend money any money on your partner. No, we'll say like it. Money, money makes often relationships a lot easier. N- not, not just like not in the sense of a gold digger sense, but just in the it's one less thing to put a burden and stress upon the relationship sense. Um, y- essentially, you can't buy love, but you can buy stability that leads to a foundation on which love can blossom. I will say our patrons are buying our love though. Hey, uh, MT the Poet, uh, you are going to get just the idea of a soulmate that there's just like, there's one individual out there for you. Uh, MT the Poet, you have to live by that, but you know, it's just not a great way to, to live. Once again, people are complicated. Uh, I, I, I don't think that there is, is any essential partner that you have out there that you are destined for. No, you, you have to put in the effort, uh, and find someone who you are compatible with and you have to, to make it. Plus, I'm ginger, them. so soul doesn't really factor. Yeah, exactly. See, if you're ginger, obviously you already knew that. Yeah. Uh, Momo the the Griff, uh, just the entire idea of like a traditional relationship. Look, there's many relationships look many different ways. Momo the Griff, you're stuck in a traditional relationship, but for everyone else, uh, they, there's there's lots of options. There's lots of ways to to branch out. You know, uh, Mike wants an Overlord review. Um, you are going to get um. Oh, you're, you're going to get the idea that, like, any of these essentialist timelines, right, where if you do blah, blah, blah on a first date or before the third date or any any of those hard and fast rules, uh, Mike, you, all of those rules you have to follow now, but they're all bullshit. Uh, it just depends on the people. Depends on, on the circumstance. Context. Nuance. Uh, Miguel Delion, uh... Similarly, you're, you're going to get that men should always pay for dinner. Miguel, you always have to pay for dinner now. But uh, that's not essential. Like, it's totally cool if the the women pay or if you split it 50-50 or if you alternate or if you just have a different system entirely. Like, we, we can move past these these ideas, all right? It's cool if the dude uh, pays. It's cool if the girl pays. As long as there's a mutual understanding there. Uh, it's day 34, and the horses have accepted me as one of their own. Bella has begun sniffing my flanks. We shall grow ever cl- closer. Uh, for you, you are going to get, um, opposites attract. 
uh, find someone completely opposite to you, even though psychologically, nope, not at all uh, accurate. That is uh, scientifically false. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. Says, "Call me All Might," because I'm just looking to text a smash. Uh, you are going to get the corollary. Unfortunately, this one is better advice in that birds of a feather flock together. Uh, the vast majority of the time, relationships are more successful if you're more similar. So, uh, I'm the president of Dracula United, not Remington. All right, we have a coup going on, uh, apparently. <laughs> we, we have coups going on all the time, it seems. Uh, you are going to get the idea of, of transactional relationships, uh, that, like, whoever cares less wins, or, or, uh, just, okay, they didn't do the dishes, so I'm not gonna do the laundry. Uh, shit like that. It's just not gonna be great. Uh, but it's how you're living your life. And not just a ball of sunshine. Uh, you are going to get, uh, for you, love is blind. Love is blind, You can, you can which probably just means you have to go blind, which is real rough. <laughs> uh, but no, like, if, if, if we're just even just, like, but judging by attraction, attraction's going to be a factor, and that's okay. Uh, uh, now, for most of us, it should go deeper than that. Uh, but, it, like, it's attraction is not a moral issue. Um, at its core, we should be self-aware of our attractions, uh, and there are times where it can become problematic, but in cases like this, like, it, it, it's fine if that's a measure, as long as you're not judging them exclusively by their looks. It shouldn't be like, ah, they look funky, so they're a terrible person. Then you've gone too far. Uh, hey kids, uh, throws Biscuit into abyss. Fetch, you are going to get, uh, just the idea of grand romantic notions. For you, that's, that's all you're gonna be doing, but... Once again, it's the quiet moments that matter just as much. Harrison, uh, you are going to get uh, uh, possessive behavior in relationships. Uh, that That's what you get to be stuck with. Uh, yeah, no, you don't own your relationship partner. Not how that goes. People are their own person. They have autonomy. Uh, fisherman from Norway, um, you, you are going to... You're just going to get that cliche of simple misunderstandings causing a lot of drama. That's going to be your life, uh, unfortunately. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Je porte lunettes de soleil. Je vous me vengard. Merci beaucoup. Oui, oui, baguette, m'espèce. Um. I feel like that was racist, but that's okay. I I don't control it, man. Yeah. Uh, you are, in all your Frenchness, uh, is is that the past doesn't matter. Only the now matters. Uh, so that's how you live your life. But you know, like the past can matter. Uh, maybe it's not the only factor. Maybe people can grow, but it can still be like factored into stuff. Uh, Beethoven 1201, a.k.a. Kohei Izumi. Um, you are going to get, uh, the two characters who hate each other, but then, uh, gradually fall in love and become inseparable. Uh, not, not a great way of finding the relationships, but that, that's how you are going to. All Fathers Cursed, F-O-T-W, uh, Fact of the Week. Uh, yeah, there we go. All Fathers Cursed, Fact of the Week. Siberian bears sometimes dig up dead bodies for food and use cemeteries as refrigerators. Um, you know what? For you, I just pose a corollary. Um, oh, I shouldn't say that at all. No. <laughs> I shouldn't say. All right. You're, you're going to get that, that good old boomer trope that marriage is always miserable. And oh, ah, the punchline is I hate my wife. Oh, uh, what the God. fuck's up with that? Uh, Aaron Heglin, you are going to get, um, uh, you, you know what? You're, you're going to get the kill your gaze trope. Uh, why, 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 why does that always have to keep happening? Pretty fucked up. But if you ever write a, a piece of, of fiction, Aaron, uh, you got, you got to kill off the gays. It's just how it goes. Uh, Minuf, Big One Noof, Lord Brock Dubov Dulu, I'm skipping a week. Uh, you are going to get, um, and any 
gender essentialism in in relationships. Anytime it's like guys are like this, women are like this. It's like once again, guys, nuance. That's all I ask. Uh, and two section on, I have to show you my rule 34 of Yui. It is my favorite of my many folders. You get the very false belief that uh, your waifu will ever love you. It's not going to happen, guys. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, moving on. Finally, we get to the highest of all tiers. We get to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier. So what we are going to do uh, in my best Joey Wheeler voice, I am going to give you all, uh, I'm going to embarrass myself with, with uh, giving a really cheesy romantic quote and... Go all in. Happy Valentine's Day. So first we start with Magic Ice Ball. Uh, and, and you know, pro probably movies, I feel. Movies is probably the best one. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, Rem, you probably should have watched more movies in your time. But, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. And we'll have Sean guess the movie. Okay. All right. I was wondering Because he I needs to be get embarrassed soon. All yeah. right. So Magic Ice Ball. Hey, Yooks! So it's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be really odd. We're gonna have to work at this every day, but I wanna do that because I want you. I want all of you, forever. You and me. Every day, Magic Ice Ball. Oh, God. Uh. Okay. Uh, so, funnily enough, romance movies, not my specialty. So I'm going to go with, until I get it one right, uh, I'm gonna go with The Notebook. You got it. It's The Notebook. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep going uh it only it will only be a select number of episodes before the darkest day i wonder what torture option rem will decide for sean hey, hey, hey. um all right and and so for you you are going to to hey yooks i don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental like on a breeze but i think maybe it's both maybe both is happening at the same time i miss you Yooks, if there's anything you need, I won't be far away. I censored a name. Okay. Because I thought the name might what? give it away. I don't think it, it would have done All right. any worse. It was, I miss you, Jenny. Oh, yeah, no, I was about to say, it sounds like Forrest Gump to me. <laughs> yeah, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, now we go to my dear old mom, uh, and you are going to get, Hey, Yooks, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Oh, I've heard this one, but I cannot think of the movie. Yeah, I need a guess. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's not going to be The Notebook again. So uh, nope. uh, how about the Adam Sandler classic 50 First Dates? Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that one was Moulin Rouge. So, oh, you know, mm. basically the same movie. Basically the same, least, you know, culture. Uh, Dylan Hayden, who goes above and beyond. Uh, here, Here's yours. Hey, Yooks, I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boost and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact you didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. All right, now call me crazy, Rem. <laughs> but based on the context clues, uh, without having seen the movie, would this be 10 Things I Hate About You? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> it was real subtle. But, uh... <laughs> no, I just... Oh, actually, you know what? Changed my answer. It's the hit Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> um, Happy Gilmore. That, that has to be it. I would just like to submit all of my answers uh, 
proceeding, of course, instead of Jeopardy, it must be a question. Uh, all your answers must be in the form of uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Yep. Uh, the right. hit Adam Sandler movie. He doesn't make flops. Yeah, the hit, <laughs> all bangers all the time. <laughs> Welcome to Adam Sandler out of context. Uh... <laughs> If you guys want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and especially this week, we love you all very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. This is supposed to be a romantic type of thing. We're supposed to have a good time. You fucked me, Sean. You fucked me here. Choke out a child and call them a flat-chested bitch. Believe it or not, Rem, some of us actually are in relationships. She's not a figment of my imagination this time, I swear. Sure. Okay, Rem, Uh, I'm gonna need you to hold that thought because, uh... My body has just decided to tell me, hey, uh... He's taking a massive shit, everybody. Yeah, basically. Uh, Dylan, please edit that out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sean Shit Time. During Sean Shit Time, we just take a conversation, whatever we want to talk about. It's light, it's relaxing. Put on some smooth jazz over this. Ah, there we go. Now, let's take a break from talking about your line, April, and all of its its plentiful flaws, you know? Uh, let, let's, let's talk about a sort of theme that, that I've already discussed within it. Let's analyze that at, at length. So, uh, l- listen, guys. I mentioned Watari. He's the only one capable of any healthy relationships. He's a strong, supportive friend. He has his own struggles. That's all right. Meanwhile, everybody else, take Kose. He's not supportive at all. He's a bit of a shit. He's a bit of an asshole. Meanwhile... Uh, you have Tsubaki. Uh, Tsubaki, she she puts in too much effort and care for not enough reward. You don't want to be at either of these extremes because neither of them are healthy for you or the relationship. If you want a healthy relationship, then you need to be secure in yourself and in the relationship. That's what Batari has going on for him, all right? He, he, while he may struggle at times, he's confident, he's comfortable in his own body. He doesn't feel the need to be selfish or jealous or put in all of his time in the relationship. He's able to grow as a person while also maintaining those social relationships. Now, I think now is a good time for some, some self-analysis, guys. Look within and think to yourself, am I, oh, um, am I Watari? Or am I more of a Kosei? Or... Am I more of a Tsubaki? Now, it's fine if you're not a Watari yet. That's totally okay. We all have room to grow. But recognition, acknowledgement, and understanding, that self-awareness, it's the first step. And so with that in mind, guys, I take Sean Chit time to, uh, to, to a close with these lovely messages that we can all take in our heart forever. 